Hello and welcome to In The Circle, an inside look at field hockey in the United States, a podcast that gets you closer to the athletes, staff, club administrators, coaches, umpires and fans of USA Field Hockey. I'm Mark Hardy, the USA Women's National Team Assistant Coach, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Women's National Team player and forward Lauren Moyer. Hello, Lauren. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. Uh, what have you been up to this morning? Well, not too much. Uh, same thing I've been up to for the last few days here. Um, just kind of got up casually, watched a little Netflix, organized the room a little bit, some spring cleaning, and uh, yeah, going to have some lunch here in a little bit and uh, probably do the same thing. And saving your workout for later. Oh, yeah. And that. Don't forget about that. <laughs> Don't forget about that. Um, okay, no, let's get started. Just a, just a quick one to, to ease you in. Do you remember the first hockey stick you had, Lauren? Oh, man. The first hockey stick. I think it was a Dita. And I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Dita. And it was orange and black because those were my middle school colors. And I thought it was just awesome. <laughs> was it wooden or composite oh definitely wooden definitely wooden. it was it was pretty I mean it wasn't the cheapest stick you could buy but it definitely wasn't expensive because I don't think my parents were totally convinced that you know this was going to be be the thing that I was doing <laughs> um okay so tell me about that you've got your your wooden detail orange and black stick um when did you start playing field hockey so I started playing in um, seventh grade and I was pretty reluctant because um, I was just, you know, a major tomboy who loved soccer. And I saw that uh, in field hockey, you had to wear a skirt that I wasn't uh, super down with. But um, my mom thought it would be a really good way to just uh, keep me fit in between soccer. And that's kind of how she uh, convinced me to play. So she, she tricked me into it, essentially. Um, but yeah, I started in seventh grade and um, yeah, haven't looked back since. Okay, and do you mind just uh, charting your journey from that that seventh grade Lauren to the the play you are today? Yeah, um, I think it's. I mean, it's kind of been a long one, um, and but it's one that you know I kind of believed in and, and got a lot of help in creating. And I think from seventh grade, I, I played in and out. I didn't join a club or or anything like that. Um, but when I hit the tenth grade, um, I knew I wanted to play in college, so I quit soccer. Um, and I think in uh, around that time, I kind of compiled a list of, of colleges that I knew I wanted to go to. And I knew I wanted to go somewhere that would compete um, for titles. Um, so I also joined um, Futures around that time. Um, and I didn't make it for the first few. I was at the U17 and, and got cut. And that was, you know, pretty devastating. But kept going back. And finally, um, as I was going into college I, I made the U19 team um, went down to the University of North Carolina um, and after I made that team I, I really sat down and just set some goals um, and went after it really um, from the U19 team I, I started playing on the U21 and um, from there just worked to get on the senior squad um, but yeah it's it's been a super fun journey and it's 
yeah, just filled with a ton of fond memories, especially with that U21 team. And now looking a lot of that group has, has transitioned into the full-time women's team, um, which I think is, is really special. Yeah, for sure. And it's, I guess it's a really nice story to see that, although probably not for you at the time, the fact that there was a, a an element of failure, the fact that you you didn't make it at seven, didn't make it at seventeens, but came back. I think some yeah. people might see the journey as always a, a very easy one, but it, it clearly wasn't. No, yeah. At the time, you know, you're you're devastated, and you know everyone's going out to the Tula Vista Olympic Training Center, and you know playing club club with girls that were making it. So yeah, at the time, it's. Um, you know, you think it's the end of end of days, but um, yeah, I luckily have uh, some parents that uh, kept my head on my shoulders straight, and uh, yeah, just back after it. For sure, for sure. So you mentioned briefly that you were a soccer player before, but mm-hmm. what was it really about field hockey that that tempted you away from soccer? Um, I I knew that field hockey was something that I enjoyed from the minute I, I picked it up. Really. Um, I'd been playing soccer since, you know, since I was super little, but I was, I was pretty good at field hockey. And I think everyone likes doing things that they're, that they're good at. Um, And so from seventh grade, again, I just kind of, I really just never looked back. Like I I just kept playing. I just kept coming back when it would start up in the fall. And eventually I think that 10th grade year was really the turning point. Um, Soccer, in PA had actually just moved to be in the fall as well. So it was no longer just like a placeholder of like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll just do this to, to stay fit and, and wait for soccer season to come around. And I had to make that decision. And, and I ended up ultimately um, choosing field hockey and joining a club uh, that fall as well. So yeah, I just, I don't know necessarily what drew me to it, but um, I think I just, I like that there's aspects of a, of a couple of different sports in there and, um, yeah. Well, we're all pleased that you did. Yes. Um, can you um, can you go through some of your or your best hockey field hockey playing memory, please? Yes, I, I've thought about this a bit, and I have different you know good memories for for the different phases in my career. But um, I guess I'll I'll do one from the uh, women's national team and. Um, I think my favorite was when it was, it was one of my first tours, if not my first tour um, down to South Africa. We were playing in world league three, I believe. Um, and I played horrible. I played like an absolute rookie. I made so many mistakes. It was horrible. Um, but it was my first real taste of international hockey and, and what it looked like. Um, and we actually won, not any, no thanks to me at all, but it was, after that, I, I really honed in and realized that, you know, I, I truly loved being on that team and totally bought into the work that it takes to be here and, and, and actually compete. So I think despite it not being, you know, my personal best and, and being scared for probably 90% of it, um, it, was, it was my first real taste of international hockey. And, and I think that I look back on that fondly. Ah, very good memory indeed. Um, what about who's been um, the most influential person in your career date? Yeah, I've thought I've thought a lot about this one too. And again, it's it's hard to to pick just one. Um, I've been super lucky to have amazing support around me in, in the 10, 11 years that, that I've been playing. Um, and I think in each phase of my career, I've had a mentor that has been able to take my game uh, to the next level from, from middle school to, to when I joined club. 
and then you know Karen Sheldon at the University of North Carolina and and Yannicka Schottman and I think probably from the ages of like 18 to 22 where I was really needing guidance the most um, I think those two women helped shape me and in, into what I am and combined are probably the reason I'm, I'm where I'm at today and, and get to play the sport that I love at the um, highest possible level for a living. So for sure. um, yeah, super grateful for them. And I guess really just a, a sum total of not only the coaches that have, that have helped me get there, but the girls that I've played with along the way that have helped push me and, and also the people I've played against as well. So I think, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pick one when there's, you know, there's so many, but yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And two very, very inspirational women to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, what about, what's the best thing about playing for the, the U.S. Women's National Team? I think there's, there's, a, there's a few, again, I know I'm saying that a lot, um, but there, there are, there's a lot of special things. But I think first and foremost is, is just getting to represent, you know, the United States on the, on the international stage is, is super special. And I think listening to that national anthem before you go out there and, and play the sport that you love with your best friends is um, a really unique opportunity. Um, and also just the opportunity to be an athlete for a living and going after it every day and, and just playing, playing a game and, and getting paid to do that. It doesn't get uh, too much better than that really. No. And I guess at the moment we're seeing the, uh, the other side of the coin, right? We're, we're not doing, not involved um, in the sport full time and, right. uh, and it's not that fun, is it? No, it's really not. It's really, it's not, you know, when I think when you're in it and you're in a hard training phase, you're like, man, I really, really need a break. And then you go home for a few days and you're like, oh, but I'm bored. I need to, I need to get doing something again. Oh yeah. I can, I can definitely yeah. say I can agree with that. Um, what about, we've gone through what's really good about playing for the national team. What are the tough things? What are the trials and tribulations you have to face when you're a, you're a national team player? I think for me, it's just about finding the right balance. Um, I, there's that desire to, to want to be the best. Um, but you know, then you risk, you know, getting burnt out and a risk of injury. Um, and on the flip side of that, there's that desire to be, you know, a quote unquote, normal 24 year old. Um, and that's definitely at the forefront of my mind though. And, and something I consciously work at, so it's never a real issue, but it can definitely be a challenge for me at times. Yeah, I'm sure those there are. You look around at your peers, and they're off at different stages of their life and doing different things. Right. And and you're you're obviously having a great time in the national team and enjoying what you're doing. But it, it yeah. does it it does put you in a different phase of life. Absolutely, but I think you know it's it's important to look at it like you know this isn't this isn't forever. Um, I think we've seen that time and time again. People people. Um, leave the team for different reasons but I think I'm going to try to stick this out you know for as long as I can and see if my knees and my body uh, for however long they allow that's that's how long I'll go yeah those knees need looking after <laughs> they do they do I'm working on it though no and I think it's really important I think that'd be a good shift in the the, the way for USA field hockey to have players that that play for a prolonged period of time. I, I look, we look back and we were there only a, a few weeks ago in Argentina with the, the players turning up with their kids after the game. Um, yeah. That's a pretty special thing. And those players are playing into their, their mid-30s. And I think that's something that's, that as, if as a country we're going to get better, that would be a, it'd be good to get that retention. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that they, I think that that's definitely the way that we should go. I think that should be the aim for, you know, our organization and then also us as individuals and really buy into um, being here as long, as long as we can. So 
I think I think you're right. For sure, for sure. Um, what about you've got one drill or one exercise that you can only do for the rest of your time um, playing field hockey? What drill is that? Yeah. Well, definitely it's something shooting related. I think anything shooting, especially on the reverse stick, maybe a good skittle spot challenge or anything that involves like some accuracy, uh, really just smoking it past the keeper, I'd be pretty happy with. <laughs> okay, I, I have no doubt in that. Um, <laughs> what about who are, your, who are your closest friends in hockey? Who are the people both within the national team and outside the national team that you, uh, you spend your time with? Um, yeah, I think, I think field hockey is kind of like a fun sorority and it kind of, it, it, it gives you friends that, you know, have a lot in in common with you. And I've been lucky to make some amazing connections over the years. Um, I think back to, you know, at club and even college, I wouldn't have survived those time periods, um, without my group of girls there. And I think the same goes for this team, maybe even more so we're together so often and, and lean on each other so much that if I didn't have, um, you know, a great group of girls, um, that I know they know who I am and what I stand for and, and support me and have my back a hundred percent of the time, uh, would make this a lot more challenging. Um, but you know, I've, I've been lucky to find that group on the national team and I've done a lot of growing up with these girls from U19s and U21s up until now. And it's been super great to have them by my side during this journey and to get to experience all the things that we experience on tours around the world and, and even just the, the day-to-day life that we live. So they make it, yep, they make absolutely. it special. And I back to that balance piece. You need that time when we're away for long periods of having those people that you can, mm-hmm. can chill out with and that you can go and grab a coffee yeah. with is, is a really important part of uh, making sure you perform your best on a pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good. I think even though the team, you can have like a great team chemistry and a great, you know, team environment. I do think it's important to, to find those people that you can just totally, you know, unwind with and, and be yourself with and, um, you know, just have your, your girl squad. I think it's important. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it definitely yeah. is. Um, okay. Just uh, a few quick fire questions then to end the interview. Um, oh, no. So, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't prep you for these No, ones. you didn't. Um, okay. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Uh, quiet night in or a night, night out? Night out. Uh, texting or talking? Uh, uh, talking. Favorite U.S. city? Oh, um, oh, um, I, I like Houston a lot. Or Austin, Austin, Austin. I changed my mind. Austin. Uh, favorite vacation destination? The U.K. Um, not many people have said that. I know, um, I know. <laughs> but it's where my family is, so it's it's different. Okay. Um, favorite song? Favorite song? Yes. Um, right now, it's Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Um, oh, God. I really like The Little Mermaid. I also really love Hercules. I'm going to go with Hercules. Okay, thank you. And what are you currently watching on Netflix? Currently, um, wait, I forget what it's called. Let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up. I guess this isn't really Flash, is it? I was watching Frozen 2 on Disney Plus, though. That doesn't count. <laughs> no, I, I've seen that plenty. Um, I was watching Love is Blind. Also re-watching The Office right now, currently. Yeah, well, Always. time watching The Office is what time was. It absolutely is. 
Um, brilliant. Lauren, thank you for your time. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, thank you very much. No, uh, look after yourself and uh, I look forward to seeing those numbers from your fitness later. All right. <laughs> They're going to be great. <laughs> okay, good to hear. Right, see you later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on In the Circle. Come back next week for another look inside USA Field Hockey.